definitely does have like a star power on the golf course, but he also has it off the golf course. He's like a player it's impossible to make a meme about. I think that's that's like so huge. He's definitely the total pack. What's up, guys? It's Coach with my good buddy, Travis Miller, a.k.a. PJ Memes, a.k.a. Shane Cappen's Pod, my co-host. We're here what is with happening? With another episode, ready to uh, rock and roll. Hope you guys had a great weekend. It was a major weekend. And uh, we watched some golf, Trav. You watched yeah, some golf I'm finally, uh, I'm caught up on my sleep now after waking up early every morning to catch some action overseas in uh, the UK. But man, I, I'm going to eat crow right now. And just uh, from our last episode, and I was clowning on the open just because of their protocols and canceling last year. But it was fun, man. I enjoyed watching the open. Uh, I was disappointed the weather like panned out to be absolutely perfect. I know that was one thing that you right. talked about. You were looking forward to like the doom and gloom and mm-hmm. you even hoped it rained in Florida, but like it was like perfect weather. It was like 80 degrees, five mile per hour winds, like perfect. Um, and I've played links golf in perfect weather. It's, it's fun because you get just crazy rollout. The course played really uh, short for those guys. Mm-hmm. but you saw the scores reflected. You had a lot of people going low um, every day of the tournament and it was fun, man. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. I, I missed waking up early to catch the action and then having like the rest of your day to go do whatever. So I'm going to take back pretty much most of what I said. I'm a fan of the open. It's, it's just relief frog back over the PGA championship um, leaped back over the U S open for me. So it's, it's back at second place. Oh, wow. Um, Big jump. Yeah. And I, look, I'm looking forward to next year already. I, we've got like 250 days till our next major now, which is yeah. tough. I mean, we've been spoiled, dude. We've had, I, I think, six or seven majors in the last year. It's been awesome. So, yeah. It's a good one. I mean, we did shit on it and it's like, you know, whatever. I think we, we just kind of got a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth with everything last year and leading up to this. But yeah, definitely yeah. a great tournament. And, you know, I, it, we talked about this before we started hopping on this pod, but like if you were to ask Colin Morikawa, the champion, congrats to him, but which major probably meant more to him. I mean, obviously winning your first major, that means a lot to you because it's your first one. But I think sure. that winning the open definitely trumps winning the PGA championship. I mean, at least yeah. it would for me. And I think most people would agree. I mean, like you said earlier, champion golfer of the year, it's pretty, uh, pretty prestigious, man. It's pretty, yeah. Cool. Like, no laying up had a tweet that got passed around social that said like, listen, champion golfer of the year is like one of the most underrated things that comes out of the open. And it really is like, it's just right. such a cool title to have. I mean, that is like you stick with that for the rest of the year. It's a championship that everyone strives to win. Um, it's just such a unique historic event. So hats off to Colin, man. That guy is just absolutely unbelievable. 24 years old, has two majors and eight tries. Um, he's won multiple events on the PJ tour. Um, had a couple of close calls on a couple of events on tour as well. I mean, the guy could easily have two or three more victories mm-hmm. and the two majors that he's won shot bogey free rounds on Sunday and put himself in some tough positions on Sunday. I watched every shot from the final group and there were a couple of moments that I was like, Oh, here we go. Uh, he's in trouble now. He's going to drop a shot. And historically he's not the best putter, um, on tour. He's, he's the best iron player on tour. And that showed very clearly this week, but 
he putted better than anyone in the field at the open, right. which is what really won him the championship. And I don't, I don't know if you recall this, but on 14, the par five on the back nine, there's like a ridge right there in the middle. And I saw Brooks come through earlier in the day and he was in the same spot as Spieth and Colin chipped up and he missed the ridge and came, the ball came back down and it makes for a pretty long birdie putt. And you have to get a lot of steam on the ball to get it over, over the hill. And then you can easily run it by, which right. Brooks did. He ended up making his par, but um, Spieth got up on the ledge and it stayed. And he had like a six footer or so for his birdie made it, put him one shot behind Morikawa. Well, so when Colin comes through, I mean, hits that same spot Brooks did and it rolls down. And I was like, wow, that is, this is like huge right here. Cause if he, if he makes par here, He's only one ahead of Spieth. And, you know, th these guys are looking at the leaderboard every hole in these last few holes. And, yeah. you know, who knows at this point, Spieth gets that fuel like, hey, I've got this. I'm going to, you know, make another birdie and put this away. Or And Colin kind of shakes up, gets a little nervous finally. But he freaking drained that putt. And when that, when that dropped in the bottom of the cup on 14, that's when I knew it was over. I was like, there's yeah. just – there's no way he loses at this point. He stayed too clear and – Spieth had a few tough holes to, to close, which he uh, choked on tremendously on Saturday. So he got in, I think, even par through those last couple holes, but Morikawa kept the lead too, and he almost made his birdie putt on 18. But dude, it was just incredible performance, fun to watch. And we've got a really bright star in front of us, and I'm excited to see yeah. what this guy does, man. I mean, he's going to have quite the future in golf. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I had a chance to spend a little bit of time around him and just kind of see the way he is in, in a tournament setting and, and see how he is with other players and with fans. And he's just like a good dude, like always smiling, always positive. But mm. also he has that, you know, that tiger's edge. I think we talked about like a, a few comparisons between Colin yeah. when he won the last major and um and tiger and there you can you can see it and you can feel it. he definitely does have like a star power on the golf course but he also has it off the golf course and i think that's that's like so huge he's definitely the total package so we'll yeah. have some some interesting things to talk about um about colin here coming up in the episode but i mean and, and what we think his career might entail but i mean dude the guy's a stick he's awesome he's great for the game i'm definitely a huge fan i mean i you can't not be a Colin Morikawa fan. I really, I really doubt there's, there's very many out there that dislike the guy. He can't no, absolutely he not. give you a reason. You know, he, he, he's exciting to watch, you know, he makes golf yeah. more fun to watch and that's what we need. We've talked about, you know, viewership and tournaments coming down. And I think that you see Morikawa at the top of the leaderboard, you know, I think that's going to pull some eyeballs and I think even more so now. So he's definitely proven yeah. himself. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we've had a, a long uh, intro into this thing. Let's jump to the first tee and let's just continue to talk about Colin here for a minute um, and just all things open, just given that it's our last major uh, in a long time and a really good one to watch. But with, with Colin, you know, he really has nothing like he's like a player. It's impossible to make a meme about. I mean, the guy is yeah. like, perfect uh i mean you know when he dropped the the wanamaker trophy last year and it the lid fell off there was a few memes that went around um that were hilarious they uh i know for the tour made one where it was the guy from the office and he mm -hmm. uh, brian and dropped all the beans or whatever i mean that's like the only meme i think i've ever seen of colin because he's just this straight up guy he's not gonna blame anyone but himself on the course he's not gonna show emotion 
He's always going to be in contention. I think he's missed like one cut, maybe two cuts in all the starts that he's had on tour. I think he's had like 50 starts. He's missed one or two cuts. Uh, he's won two majors. He, he's got a girlfriend that he seems to be very happy with and, and shows her off on social media. So he seems like really happy, just straight up guy. Um, no problems on or off the course. There's no controversy. There's nothing. And he's got that infectious smile. He's got the cool haircut that he had uh, showing off at the, the British mm-hmm. Open this weekend. So yeah. no shade to Jordan Spieth with his uh, choppy hair that he got a couple of years ago over there. But he, dude, he's like, he's the guy who's like impossible to make fun of. He's impossible to meme about. He's impossible to hate. So it's like, hopefully he can just continue to carry this on because this yeah. was kind of what the, the Spieth mo- movement was a few years ago, right? And he fell off the the face of the earth there for a little bit, but man, it's great to see speed back too. I mean, he was right there, yeah. played better than I've seen him play in years uh, over the week, but especially on Sunday, man, he was just gritty and making everything. You got it. You, you wanted to pull for Jordan. You, you really did. I mean, yeah. you know, I, no one is going to dislike Colin, Colin winning and, and, you know, I'm not going to be sour that Jordan didn't win. I mean, it, it made for exciting golf, but man, it's it's just good to see Jordan back in the mix. But I like the point you made about like, you know, we we had Jordan, we had that movement, and then he kind of fell off the face of the earth. So we we've had that with with multiple people. I mean, yeah, you kind of had it with Rory as well, you know. Yeah. And it's it's like golf's just looking for that next you know star, and you know you think he got it, and then something happens. And yeah. that could be due to personal reasons. It could be due to poor play. It could be due to, you know, and anything. And, and, and it's tough. I mean, you, you, you got guys that are dominating like Brooks Kepka is having a pretty dominating career. He's, he's fantastic, but he doesn't have that like same star power, you know, young guy coming up, you know, mm-hmm. that you think is going to have a, a super bright and long future and hopefully, you know, break some records. Cause we all want to see records be broken. I yep. mean, that was the whole thing with tiger coming up you just record after record after record and then each record that's broken you you know your your likability their likability goes up and and then overall people want to watch more golf and then golf ratings go up and the game grows so you know that's yeah. what we need the game needs to grow and i really do think colin has the potential to do that i mean he's a great role model for young kids right you know so the kids are going to love him and that's super important for the growth of the game but then mm-hmm. adults just just envy the way he hits his irons i mean his iron plays like we talk about his putting i mean his putting was fantastic and he's not normally the best putter but his irons are like incredible the way he takes it back nice and slow and um dude it's just it's it's really he's probably the best iron player i saw that thing that he put out where he was like if he could make like take four guys and make one player who did he have yeah. in there? He had Rory for driver. He had him for irons. He had Tiger for Patrick putting, Reed for short Patrick game. Patrick Reed for short game. And yeah. I and I and I looked at that and it's like, you know, people were laughing because you know he chose himself, but it's like so fucking true. I mean, his iron play. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like one, I like the confidence there. Yes, that's um, I love that. But he's he's right there at the top. He's the best in the in the world right now when it comes to iron place. So why would he pick anybody worse than him? And yeah. That confidence with that, and not only that, but someone asked him, I want to say after he won the PGA championship um, over a year ago, uh, if he was shocked about his early success on the tour and he came back and just said, no, I expected 
myself to be here and to win multiple times, to win multiple majors, you know, and I want to become number one in the world. And it was, it's something that, you know, the best, that's the way they'd answer that question. Yeah. You know, but there's nothing wrong yeah. with answering it other way. I think one of the, one of the best things I think that I can recall of like Bubba Watson was when he won his first masters and they asked him like some questions and, you know, maybe like, Hey, how does it feel to win this? You know? And he's like, I've never dreamed my, my dreams have never gone this far or something like that. Yeah. And he was crying, you know, Bubba obviously yeah. always emotional, but that was really cool to see too. Like a very humanizing moment of a, an elite athlete winning like the biggest tournament in the world. Like, that's really cool too. But I love to see like a guy like Colin or Tiger Woods or Kepka or somebody like that answer something with confidence, but the way right. Colin does it doesn't really rub anybody the wrong way. Like Brooks. Right. Does. right. Um, so yeah, I mean like he just keeps winning and keeps his, his head up and you know, yeah, keeps his a, nose clean and all that stuff. I mean like the future is honestly right. in his hands to do some really amazing things, which we'll get into a little bit and buy or sell how great we think Colin can actually get, but Man, I'm excited because golf's in good hands. The mindset is in- incredible. And he said another thing. He said um, that he said it's very tough to get into con- contention, but when he's there, he's comfortable. And then, mm-hmm. like, dude, that is the sign of a champion. And, you know, to your point on Bubba, it's like, you know, I think even Bubba knows that he's not the next big thing in golf, especially at the mm-hmm. age he was when he, when he won um, at Augusta the first time. And, you know, I can understand the the emotions coming from him there because, you know, maybe his dreams really didn't go that far because, you know, he didn't have that belief in, in himself and nor did a lot of other people to be completely yeah. honest. So that's, yeah. that's more of like a Cinderella story. And like, that's, that's really, that's really awesome and heartwarming and humanizing. And that's great. But man, the, the, the fierceness from, from Colin, but it's like subtle fierceness that, that is like, that's like a sleeping, giant yeah. just ready ready to be awoken and it's cool yeah it's cool. i i like I, one thing i want to take back that i said a year ago um on this podcast with joe um when colin won the pga championship one thing that i did to kind of like discredit it a little bit just given that he was an, a younger guy on tour i don't know if he was 22 or 23 at the time when he had won but there were no fans Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal at any tournament, especially um, a major championship. You know, the nerves that come with it, the crowds that follow. I mean, he had some big names that were there. I don't know who he was paired with on on Sunday. He came from behind on Sunday to win that event as well. But there were some big names near the top, including Kepka. Jason Day, I remember, was close. Um, and so you'd have to imagine there's going to be major crowds just right there in San Francisco. And that yeah. could have been a big factor. Uh, not only on Sunday, but maybe throughout the week. So listen, there was tons and tons and tons of fans at the open biggest stage in golf. And um, I want to get back to the fans because we talked a little bit about that on the last podcast, but he did it, man. He pulled it off. Um, He didn't show any uh, kinks in his armor. I mean, he was just there the whole time, ready to go. He put himself in a bad spot. He got up and down he showed poise and ultimately he's the champion golfer of the year, but let, let's talk about their fans real quick. So we had a, a conversation in by ourselves about the fans at the open overseas compared to, to here. And I heard a lot about fans this week and you don't really see that. You kind of hear like the typical, yeah, fans are great out here. It's good to have them back. Yada, yada. It's over. But you heard it from dozens of players, just how great the fans were. And even like Jordan Spieth was raving about how it's just, there's nothing like it. The fans at the right. open. Um, 
hopefully, you know, I think the fans here in America can take a, a, a you know, chapter out of their book and, and bring that back over here. Cause it's just, they won't, <laughs> it's, no, it's just disappointing. I mean, the only thing I saw that was kind of like funny was just the guy with the shirt off walking around. I don't yeah, know if you yeah. saw that, but it's like, it. that's, that's the only thing I saw, but it's like, okay, well, if a dude's walking around with the shirt off basking in the 80 degree weather, trying to get a suntan or something like that, if that's the worst thing that they're going to have to encounter, so be it. Right. You're not going to have these guys yelling Brooksy and mashed potatoes and get in the hole. And I mean, it's like, it's just so stupid. It is. Uh, it's so funny too, because the guy with his shirt off is so opposite from what a fan in America with the shirt off would be doing. Like he was just, he was just chilling. He was fucking vibing and just watching oh, the yeah. golf. He, yeah. he just chill hand on the hip. Just didn't even think anything about it. Beautiful flaw. They had my, and just, that was Australian. So anyways, yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't Hey, could have been there I, watching our boy cam. You never know. Yeah, you, you know, and he, you know, he good showing from cam too. Um, but you know, it, it's it's so true man like we, we said it last time and it, there's no question the fans over there are great and when i had the experience at the Ryder cup i mean obviously that's a little bit of a different atmosphere the europeans were getting rowdy but sure. they do it in a unified way and, and they're very supportive of of their players and they don't really just get up in usa shit too hard and, and be disrespectful they, they don't it's just yeah. it's just uh, it's like it's a classy a classy fandom so i don't know it it's cool to see um the the guys on tour who obviously have a huge audience and people listen to them to give them some praise because maybe it will be an influence to uh people here to you know be a little better you know yeah but, yeah no i i hear you i'm i'm super stoked about what the leaderboard looked like. You saw a lot of American flags up near the top and yeah. that's really good sign to see um, going into the Ryder cup in the next couple of months. I, I think our team is going to be really, really good. Um, you know, there's a few players that need to kind of tighten up their game a little bit. You didn't really have the best showing from like Justin Thomas overseas. Bryson didn't play really well. Um, but to see, you know, Morikawa, you've got, Brooks playing really well. DJ was right there near the top. You know, I don't know where Scotty Scheffler will end up, but if he's not going to be automatically making the team, he very well could be a captain's pick. Um, you've got a lot of good players. Um, it's just, it's going to be exciting to see. And hopefully they can bring that, that swagger and bring the Ryder Cup home, you know, at Whistling Straits. But I, yeah. that's one thing that I kind of took away from this event is that I think the Americans look far better than the European squad at this point which is something that I don't think that I could have uh, thought, you know, the last couple of Ryder cups, we just got waxed, you know? So, right. but uh, yeah. I, I want to jump over to our out of bounds segment Four! enough talk about the open, but I want to talk about our boy, Smiley Kaufman. I know we've talked about him a couple of times on the podcast, but it had to, it has to be said. So the Barbasol um, was going on in Kentucky, I believe, which is a alternative event for those who don't qualify for the open. There's always the Barbasol that goes on the same week has to be maybe one of the lowest viewed tournaments of all time on the PGA tour. I mean, I, I don't know the stats, so I'm speaking out of my ass, but you made the joke earlier tonight. And I, like, I, I tried honestly, to pull the stats up. I couldn't find it. You couldn't find them. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, people to know. <laughs> yeah, I probably, probably don't, but you, you wake up early to watch the open. The leaders are teeing off by like eight, nine o'clock. Um, Dallas time. So, you know, even earlier for you, is it earlier? No, later for you. Sorry. And, um, 
you know, you watch that and you're glued to the TV. It's major championship. It's like, are you going to really like stay at home and continue to watch golf? Um, unless oh, shit, you like, Barbasol's on next. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, unless you have somebody who you're like, really like, like Preston Summerhays played in it and shot two under, missed the cut by a couple strokes. But I've been following Preston very closely. I love Boyd, his father, um, who's coach for Tony Pinow. And like, Preston's going to be special. Like he's yeah. going to be really, really good on tour and I can't wait to see him playing full time. But I was just like watching him and following his score. But listen, Smiley is one of those guys that's like forever going to be tied to PJ memes. I've gone hard on him. And so when he plays bad or good, I get hundreds of DMS from people letting me know like what's going on. So I don't have to be like watching it. I'm being told. And I got maybe a thousand DMS. I'm not kidding with the quantity of DMS, like a thousand Oh, sending me Smiley's scorecard on on Thursday. And it's got to be one of the easiest courses on tour. I have never played it, but I heard that probably from a hundred people. Right. And it's an alternate field. And he shot 87. 87 on Thursday. I think the I next closest player was nine strokes different. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and like there was a couple holes where he one hole he made a ten, another hole he made an eight on a par four. So it's it's like there's these some big big numbers, you know, and like he came out and shot five over. I think the next day, obviously missed the cut. He posted something on Twitter, the Wolf of Wall Street, like I'm not fucking leaving, you know, scene because because I mean the obvious thing is if you shoot 87, you're probably going to withdraw, right? You're probably going to sight some type of injury or, or something. And you're going to be out of there just be, to save yourself, like yeah, the, your, your dignity or whatever. Yeah. But he stayed, which I'm, I'm going to give him props to that. Um, I'm going to give him props for that, sticking it out, playing a little better on, on Friday. But I just continue to get shocked and amazed that he has spots in these events. Like I'd rather see like, dude, I'd rather see like George Bryan, go out and play Barbasol yeah, than right. Smiley Coffin. Yeah. You know, like you see George out grinding all the time and trying to qualify for some of this. I guarantee that George would have went out and shot way better than Smiley did. Yeah. And it's someone that I know and I would have rooted for him, you know, but there's like, you know how it is with golf, dude. There's hundreds of guys just like George, Yeah, you know, that are out there trying to find a way to like wither their way into the show and you got this guy smiley that's never gonna fucking get back, dude. Like at this point, it's just gone. I mean, we, dude, you we, should yeah, 87. We, we talked about it. We talked about it uh, uh like a, a handful of podcasts back and after I had played with Smiley at, at mm -hmm. my club. And we discussed whether we thought he would have another chance at a tour event if we'd ever see him in a tour event. And I said, Yeah. And we did, so which is crazy. Right. Yeah, we got that right. But I mean, what a fucking fluke, you know, of an event to be in. But dude, I mean, like 87, I'm telling you, I have friends that would have smoked him. And it's, it's, man, it's, it's, it's like, it's almost, it's almost getting to the point where it's like not even funny anymore. It's kind of, it's, it's getting sad. It's getting, well, like, that's the thing is, anytime I post about it now, I get more probably hate than like the laughter. But there's people who genuinely like it. They think it's funny. Um, yeah. And I, look, I think hate, about it. I hate making like, them. I mean, like I made one that was like 
don't let the British Open, don't let the start of the British Open distract you from Smiley shooting in 87 at Barbasol. I got so yeah. much like hate and love. One of Spieth's buddies got up on my comments, who's obviously buddies with Smiley, and like started challenging me. He's like, Oof. hey, dude, we'll, uh, we'll play a round of 18 for your account. I'm like, okay, like what is, yeah. like, what, like Middle I'm just reporting shit. a guy who's just continuously playing bad. Like, I, I, not nothing personal against Smiley at this point. It's just like, why are you taking the spot from somebody else that could be there? That's probably yeah. going to shoot closer to level par and have an opportunity to get on tour. Like Smiley's just, yeah. not there, I mean, you know? you know, part of it, part of, I feel for the guy pretty hard. Like, cause, cause he is a great dude and you got to think about it. Like this guy's whole life revolved around golf. You know, I mean, that's his whole life to get to the level mm -hmm. he was at. I mean, that is your life from, childhood to to the first time you tee it up on tour and yeah. you know to to have that you know taken away from you to, to have a complete lifestyle change to to feel like you're back to square one and you're grinding to get back on tour again and now you're a little bit older and you know you're trying to settle down and, and start a life but now financial security is gone i mean like it's that's it's sad man and so you know he, he gets into to, to barbasol and now he's got this chance, he's like got this opportunity, and you got on like know that he's had a ton of stress on his shoulders and a ton of weight on his shoulders, you know, teeing it up because of the spotlights on on him. You know, there you had a thousand people message you his scorecard. People were watching Smiley. Honestly, yeah, I mean, the ratings well, I might not have been as bad as as they were because people wanted to watch Smiley play. Maybe I mean I I made a joke that like because you, you and I are talking about all the protocols at the Open about everyone dropping out or deciding not to play or testing positive. So I made a joke that like Smiley got in uh, as an alternate because yeah everyone, I saw that. And so I was like, okay, this is a playful Smiley joke. Him not playing bad, but just it's a it's a meme. And um, that one was okay. But yeah. then it came to fruition. It just obviously wasn't the open. It was the Barbasol. So I was like, oh, I'm like, so everyone was laughing. They're like, oh my God, your, your meme came true. He's playing this week, yada, yada. And I think the last event he played was another alternate event. He played Puerto, the Puerto Rico, which Puerto I think Rico. coincides yeah. with the match play here in Austin, I think. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know how he keeps, keeps getting in, but it's like, dude, when is enough enough? I mean, yeah. 87 is really bad. Um, like that's really, really, really bad. Yeah, that's that's really bad. That's like equivalent to like an average golfer like that shoots in the mid 80s going out and shooting like 105. Like, you know, because like that's just like, yeah, can it happen? 100%. Like if your driver's not there or you're, you're mentally just not there, can you go out and just shoot 100? Of course you can. Um, but if you're practicing as much as I imagine Smiley is, it's hard for me to believe that he can go out and shoot 87. It's just, yeah. that's a big number. It's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. So, it's got me wanting to look up like highest, highest uh, scores for all, all the tournaments on tour, like within the past five years. I want to look that up. I'm going to, I'm going to find I think there's been a couple up. that have been in the nineties. Yeah. I think that that might be the highest score. I think Smiley's ever posted like, cause he's, he's consistently in the high seventies and he's, he's been in the eighties a couple times, but I've never seen him shoot an 87 ever. Yeah. And I've had to be on close smiley watch cause everyone throws it in my face every day. Event, man. I mean, like, God, yeah. that course is easy. Yeah. For, I mean, listen, I've, I've said this and I will continue to say it. I would be the first person to, I'd be so happy for him to win one. Cause yeah. it would give him more status and I could have more 
fun with Smiley. And honestly, like I'm the first person that could say like, Hey, I'll take it on the chin. Congrats to Smiley. Like, it's not like he's a bad guy, you know, and I'm wishing him like poor play or something like that. It's just been, he's been the butt of the jokes because he's played poorly. But when this, something like this happens, I'm with you. Like you kind of ultimately just turn to like, Hey, I feel bad for the guy. Like what's going on here. Like maybe there's something bigger here. I don't know, but I had like three or four tour players text me his scorecard. Like, so there's Mm -hmm. people on the tour now that are like, Dude, how is this guy still around? Like, how do you shoot an 87? You know, I don't know. So we don't need to beat it. We don't need to beat a dead horse. It's but hard that's to just, talk about. It. it really is. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. We wish you well, buddy. So the next alternate event that's around, I don't know when that will be. We wish you well and hopefully you play well, bud. So yeah. let's go to our favorite segment. Let's go to buy or sell. sell. We don't have a guest on today, but we'll, we'll have a fun time with buy or sell. Kind of going back into the open. Um, we talked about Jordan Spieth, his plays coming back. He played really well, um, especially down the stretch on Sunday. He has three legs of the Grand Slam. Colin now has two. So let's throw this one out here. Buy or sell, Colin Morikawa will complete the career Grand Slam before Jordan Spieth. Now this is all relative to the fact that both of them do complete the grand slam right so you gotta ask i think they yourself. will i think they're both you going to ask to yourself it. that question okay so you think you think they will uh so you got masters and then spieth needs the pga championship spieth needs right? pga colin needs the masters and the u.s open i would think that oh man i think oh, i think colin because i think honestly i think that Man, I don't know. This is a tough one. I'll go Colin. I'll just I'll just stand firm on Colin. Um, I think he's a little younger. He's obviously in incredible form, and he is proving himself as somebody that can play in contention in majors. And I think Jordan, if he does get to that spot where he's he's close and he's in the hunt to 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 take that Grand Slam, I don't know. I I don't know how pressure would would affect him i don't feel as confident i feel like under pressure colin would would be a little bit more confident i, th- I honestly seriously think colin could win the masters coming up i i, I really do well it's funny because you like watch a you watch a, an event like that and you just like see how well he played and you're kind of like how, can anyone beat him you know like right. if he plays if he puts that well there's only like a couple of people who can even hang with him but they have to play their best golf too but you know how tough that is to play your best golf consistently. It's, you know, it's, it's Jordan impossible. just makes mistakes. He just makes a lot of mistakes, you know. And yeah. for him to win, it's going to have to be mistake-free golf. And he's going to have to rely on other people making those mistakes. So, Yeah, um, and he and he was banking on Colin making a mistake or two on Sunday, right. and he just didn't do it. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna sell and say Spieth will do it first, and, and here's the only reason why. Because I, I, my, my gut's telling me Morikawa will do it first. I think they'll both do it actually in, in near time. I think both of them will get it done early in their career. I think both are going to be legends with many, many majors um, under their belt. It's so, it's so great to see Spieth playing good again. He's got all the confidence in the world. Um, you can see he's starting to post on social media again. Like it's like, he's coming back to life, which is really cool to see golf needs it. Um, But I think the problem with with Colin 
and this is just me going off sheer statistics and putting, I, I think the Masters, obviously iron play is going to help him tremendously. He's the number one iron player in the world. But I think winning at Augusta, his putting has got to be, like, unbelievable. Yeah. Those greens are just gnarly, and obviously iron play can help you with that if you put the ball in the right place. And he's only played there a handful of times, so I'm sure, like, you know, another time or two under his belt, he'll he'll get there and he'll know all the nuances and feel more and more comfortable every time he goes. But I think that that's the part of his game. If that's the weakest part of his game, which to this week he showed wasn't really a weak spot. Um, but if he brings that weak spot with him to Augusta, he's going to have a hard time really winning there. Yeah. Um, and that's why Jordan traditionally has always done really well is he's just an unbelievable putter. And he puts himself into, even when he puts himself in tricky spots, he finds a way to bury the putts. And so that's the only thing is like, yeah, I think it just could be, it could be like two or three tries, right. Before Colin has to, to master Augusta. Cause I think eventually he will, I I could see more winning the the masters like two times. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, of course. I, I I do agree. I think, I think he would take us open first. I think that, that, that makes more sense. But I, I still firmly believe that. I mean, there's there's no reason why he couldn't go out and knock two majors out next year. There's literally yeah. no reason. So yeah, yeah. He keeps yeah he keeps the same the, the clean boy image and everything he's got going on with himself, man. I mean, I'm telling you that guy has got a crazy future. So I, to ask this question now, so let's go to move. Let's move to the second question. Buy or sell? Will Colin Morikawa surpass Jack Nicholas? with 18 majors. Will he win 19 majors and become the all-time leading major champion winner? I mean, this is, hold on. Before you even answer this, this is like a question that's like, some of you may be rolling your eyes. You might think this is ridiculous. He's only won two majors, but it's a real question. I mean, this guy's 24 years old. Yeah. He's only played in eight majors, which two of two of them he's won. And the, the, the signs are all leading. This is like the next big, big star in golf. So, what do you think, Rusty? I'm selling. I don't, th- I don't think he will. Am I? Am I on a, a firm sell? No. I, I think there's totally a possibility. There's, there's always a chance. Anything's possible, especially with the skill level of this guy. But, and 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 how young he is. I mean, but I think that that golf has just become increasingly competitive. I mean, you've got guys like John Rahm out there. You've got guys like Jordan Spieth out there. You got Brooks. And then you've got the Louis and the Fleetwoods and all these guys that are like just right there. And, and, mm. and it's, it's just becoming really, really, really difficult. And, you know, there's only four majors a year and, and like people say, okay, he's going to have a ton of opportunities, ton of opportunities. True. But I mean, in 50 starts, he has two majors, right. And yep. as he improves and as he, you know, evolves as, as, as a player on tour, I think that, that, that those, those numbers will go up. Like maybe for his next 50 starts, he picks up three and that would be incredible, but I just don't see it really snowballing much, much further. And, and man, I mean, that's, that's, you're asking the guy to go get 19, right? Jack has, Jack has, um, you got 18, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got 18, so he'd have to win 19. I mean, he's got to win. Dude. Yeah, it's just he's got to win 16 to pass Tiger. I mean, I think even he's going to win a lot. With, with, yeah. with that many wins is is incredible. I mean, not not just majors. So I mean, 
it's just too competitive out there. I, I really don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see, I don't see, I honestly don't know if that record will ever be broken. I really mm-hmm. don't, you know? Yeah. I, I don't oh. really, I don't see it happening ever. So obviously I'm going to sell, but I think he's going to win. Could he win double digit majors? Yeah. I, I really think he fully can do that. I think, I think a guy like Spieth or, or Rory even could still do that, even though that Rory and Spieth have both kind of like fizzled off in their, in their careers, but I think they still fully can do that. Um, I mean, you've seen like the run Brooks has been on as, although he hasn't won one now in a bit, he's still is finishing top 10 in almost all major cities. He's, he's teeing it up and he's playing phenomenal, but I mean, look, he's got five PGA tour wins, three wins on the European tour. He's got, um, he's got two wins on the, uh, in the majors, a tied for fourth US open. That was just recently played at Torrey Pines. He played really well there. Um, the masters though, is the 18, uh, tied 18 is his best masters, which was this year. So he's got a little bit of work to do. I think it's just me- figuring out the course. Like we talked about, I don't think he does it. I think that's just too big of a hill to climb, but I'm a big fan of history. Um, like when Jordan was winning all those championships, as much as I like was rooting for the Utah jazz, it was like bittersweet to watch you know, Jordan win and just see what history looked like when Kobe was on those runs. It was great to see Kobe and Shaq win championships. Um, I don't really feel the same about LeBron James. Um, I don't really care for that guy too much, but at the same time, it's like, you always have to respect history and, you know, you take it back into our sport, Tiger Woods, uh, as much as people might've disliked him from a personal perspective, seeing him do everything he did on the course was just unbelievable. It was record after record after record. So, uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to watch this guy play again. I don't think we'll, we'll be seeing him play again until uh, the Olympics. And then after that, we got the FedEx Cup. So I'll be curious to see if he can bring home, you know, the gold medal, um, if he's going to be bringing home the FedEx Cup championship. So listen, our boy John Rom, um, not to get too much off topic, but Rom, I mean, incredible showing again at the Open. He had a lot of mistakes that he made and still finished third. He was yeah. right there. I think he's probably got to be outside of Louis who stays in. He's probably got to be the biggest, the the most, the player with most regrets. I think leaving Royal St. George's, I feel, I feel like Louis obviously having the sleeping on the lead every night going into Sunday uh, and then losing in the final round. I think it's got to weigh on him a lot. He's yeah. obviously got tremendously thick skin given that he's had a lot of runner up finishes, but with John, I just, I watched him closely because I'm a big fan of John and, you know, I think he's, I think he's great. He's, he's been on this podcast before and I wanted to see him do well and win. And I just like saw him just mess up on so many opportunities that were right there for him. And he could have easily been right there in the driver's seat to, to win his second major in a row, which would have been cool to see. Yeah, so it would have been incredible, but an, another guy that is going to win a lot of majors. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 so when you keep doing this and you keep saying this is a guy that's going to win a lot of majors, and this is another guy that's going to win a lot of majors, you, you're you're now, you know, back in the day it was like Payne Stewart's going to win a lot of majors, Tiger's going to win a lot of majors, and Phil's going to win a lot of majors. You know, like yeah. you had a few guys, you know, and then it was just Tiger and Phil for a long time that you were really pulling for. I mean, yes, there was a couple other guys sprinkled in, but no one had yeah. that like effect like those two guys for a pretty long stretch of time. And now you've got all these guys that you're saying that everyone's saying is, are going to win a lot of majors. So 
Yeah. Simple math will tell you that yeah, there are not a lot of majors just, out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not getting over that hill of, of 18. I just, no, no, I no. don't see it. I don't no. think it'll happen in our lifetime. And I don't know what golf will be like after our, our lifetime. You know? No. And speaking of majors, so another milestone that was hit, which this one pains me because he's become someone who I like enjoy and I'm a fan of now, but our good friend Lee Westwood just uh, set a record for most major championships played. I believe it was 88 past Jay Haas without winning. Not a really good stat to have out there. Um, in Lee Westwood fashion, whoever posted it, he threw some shade at them because they didn't actually tag him in the post. And so he was like, oh, not brave enough to tag me in this shit or something like that, <laughs> which was which was great to see. But it's just tough because the guy has been world number one. He's won a lot of events. He's made a lot of money. He's obviously yeah. done a tremendous amount for the sport. But here we are, 88 events in, never won a, a, one of the big ones. By ourselves, will Lee Westwood end his career as a major champion? It's a tough one, but no. But I, no. I don't I don't. I don't I, I'm selling. I don't think he will. And it's unfortunate because you look at that guy and he just looks like a major champion. He he he, he does. Yeah, he look he looks like he'd have like five or six under his belt. I mean, you would think, you would think, yeah. and you know it's unfortunate, you know. And that's like, I, it kind of makes me think of like, what if Sergio never won at Augusta? You know, it would have been the same kind of situation because he's another guy that has done so much for the game and has had an incredible career, and he's always just right there, and mm-hmm. you know. There's, there's a few guys out there that are just like incredible ambassadors for the game and have had amazing careers and just never pulled through. And that just yeah. sucks, man. Like, you know, it, it's, it's sad because you, you, you know, inside that's really gutting Lee. I mean, you, you spend your entire life and, and time away from your family and, and kids mm-hmm. and, and, and you want that major. I mean, you want to be a major champion. That's, I, I wouldn't want to die without a major championship under my belt if I was on tour for all, all with, with an incredible career for all that time. Well, yeah, I think with the, what you just said, with an incredible career, right? Because, like, yeah. there's guys out there that, like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, they, sit no, here and, they're, like... They're, they're put, making a living. Yeah, I don't want to put somebody in a bad, like, section here. Like, Abe Answer, like, he hasn't won on tour yet, right? Right. He hasn't won a major yet. But, like, the guy's making millions of dollars, living the life, traveling everywhere, playing golf, and having fun. Yeah. Um, like if he doesn't win a major at the end of his career, none of us are going to think any different of Abe answer. But with Lee Westwood, it's like you were world number one. You've won a lot of events. You were, you know, wildly popular and super famous and you haven't won the big one that people expected you to. And so it just mm-hmm. puts you on a different pedestal. So that's just the only difference where it's got to weigh on you, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to buy. And here's why I think, I think his game is really good right now. I mean, he started the year really well. He had those battles with Bryson. And I I just think that there's these majors out there that sometimes are set up for anybody. And we've seen that before. I mean, we just talked about how like, oh, this guy's going to win a lot of majors. This guy's going to win a lot of majors. But there's always that major where there's someone that just came out of fucking nowhere that's at the top and it might be next year or it might be in like four years where like yeah. we're playing the open championship, you know, and Lee Westwood is just like firing on all cylinders. He's not making any mistakes. He's making putts. I mean, I don't care how old you are. If you can find fairways there, you're going to roll it out. And if you can hit the greens and make your putts, like putter doesn't know how old you are, you know, you could be 
20 years old or you'd be 52 years old. I mean, you could do well. And Phil just broke the barrier there. He was like the oldest major champion heroes of late. And so I think that's going to give newfound confidence to some of these other golfers. So I don't know. I could see something like that happening, kind of like in Ernie Els when he won the, uh, when he won the open uh, a few years back, it just came out of nowhere. No one thought in a million years, Ernie Els was going to hoist the Claret jug once again. And Mm -hmm. he did, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to put the good vibes out there. I'm going to say that I'm going to buy. Yeah. I like the good vibes. All right. Our last one here. So this one's been a running topic and we talked about the validity, validity of it, given the whole, the player bonus program from, from social media and so forth. But Brooks and Bryson, Brooks and Brooksy, whoever you want to say, buy or sell. This whole back and forth banter is played out. Done buying. So I'm so <laughs> over it, man. It's yeah. like I'm tired of seeing it. Almost. It's just. Yeah. It's exhausting, you know. Like at first, I'll admit I enjoyed it, but I was one of the first people that was like, "This is dumb. Like, yeah. let's move on." You know what? You know, you don't know what part of it's real. You don't know if all of it's fake. You you, you just don't know. But you do know one thing that it's kind of just like childish. It really is. You don't. Yeah. It's it's I don't know. I mean, I, I like I said, I even said in the podcast before that I, I thought it was cool. I think it's 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 good for the sport to see a little bit of rivalry. You see it in other sports, um, you know, players chirping each other on, on other teams, opposing teams. And, you know, you've got some rivalries out there and I think that's great. But I don't think this was done right. It aged so poorly. And it, yeah, you know, it's just like, well, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to buy two that it's 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 fading out and it's i'm getting tired i'm tired of posting about it i feel like i'm obligated to like post stuff like i actually sent brooks a message um the day of the the cobra comments and i'm like dude you have to do like a driver appreciation post and he left me on scene um so i was and then he didn't post anything but the next day in his interview he made a comment that he loved his driver he had his driver great and like one thing i'll give brooks is this is his shade that he throws back at Bryson is so good. Like he did it when I was in Abu Dhabi, when Bryson was throwing shade about his like six pack. And then Brooks posted the next day, his four major championships and says, that's right. I only have a four pack, but I'm okay. And it was like, dude, the shade there was unbelievable. The shade that he threw at him with the driver was unbelievable. Brooks knows how to play the game and, and, I'll give him that. Like he's definitely a king of trolling. Um, and he, Bryson makes it easy. And I yeah. just think Bryson needs to just shut up. Like he needs to shut up for like a year. Like I think he's gone through a lot. And I think it's it, the worst thing that happened for Bryson is that he got so like caught up. Like he's, he's such a polarizing figure right now with like how he's transformed his body He's transforming the game of golf in more ways than one. The driver, the loft. I mean, he's hitting like a driver that no one's really ever hit. His irons are different than really anyone that they've ever hit. Um, He putts differently. I mean, everything about the guy is just different. So he's a really polarizing figure. So he was already kind of like high on the media's attention list before all this. And then when he gained like 80 pounds and was hitting the ball a mile long and a little soundbite after soundbite, he's like – like the media goes into these tournaments looking for sound bites from Bryson. They're looking yeah. for stuff for him to do or say. And it's like, he just needs to shut up. Like, I feel like yeah. he's his own worst enemy right now. So like, I know he got like him and 
his caddy or have separated. He's got a new caddy on the bag, but I just feel like he needs to have a better team around him of people yeah, that can PR. guide him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, like he's dude, he's worse than Patrick Reed right now. Like Patrick Reed. The thing is that there's two different territories. Patrick Reed has this long standing history of cheating on the golf course, which in this sport is not good. Right. It's something right. that people don't forgive or forget um, ever. So he's going to have that carried with him forever in the rest of his career. Bryson doesn't have that problem. Like he's, I think he's a stand-up guy in the course and uh, you're never going to see anything like that from him. But at the end of the day, like the stuff that he's saying he's doing, it's dude, if Patrick Reed did any of that stuff, it'd be like a hundred times worse. Right. And it's getting to the point where people are like, dude, we're just sick of this guy. And they're all team Brooks. And I don't know. It's, I mean, it's getting bad. If they if they had like an actual like on course rivalry, like if they were the guys that like like Tiger and Phil or or something like that, where they were the ones battling back and forth for major championships, and they were just dominating the sport, and it's those two, then yeah, you know, like it, it, there would be a little bit more validity to it, right? But the fact of the matter is, is is you know, Brooks hasn't won a major in a while. Bryson's got the U.S. Open, and yeah. you know, other than that, I don't think that. They've they've played well enough, you know, and and played tightly enough to really warrant some huge rivalry. I don't I don't even want to call it a rivalry. I mean, I think it's all fucking scripted, and it's it's yeah. it's getting to the point where it's like they know the media loves it, and they're just feeding them, you know, and 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 that's fine, I guess. But it, it would be cool to see, you know, a little bit more of this um, shown through their golf rather than through their pompous mouths but you know yeah yeah it is what it yeah is. i mean it's it's a good point that you had i mean i think the one disappointing thing in this that could have changed it up a little bit is within the last couple of months if they could have possibly been paired together yeah um and just see like they don't even have to be in contention i mean if they if right. they were part paired together on a sunday fighting for 25th but they were paired together that gives us just a little bit more. And listen, they all play the same golf course. They all play from the same tee boxes. So their right. scores truly do reflect one another. Um, so you can really stack them up head to head. But to see them play against each other and have them be on the same frames would be really mm -hmm. cool. And it's just yeah. been disappointing we haven't been able to see that because this has lingered on far too long. Now we're going to go into the Ryder Cup, which they'll both be on the team. And so I'll be, I'll be curious to see, you know, how they coexist. You know, I don't yeah, foresee I mean, them being paired together, but like they'll coexist fine. Yeah, they, they will. I, I don't think you're going to see you probably see like a couple jokes thrown here back and forth, you know, feeding the, the fuel to the fire a little bit. Just, you know, little shit here and there. But I mean, to see mm -hmm. them paired together, you know, not because it was fabricated and the tour set it up that way, but like to see them in a final round going back and forth a couple times. If we if yeah. we've seen that a little bit, that would be the shit that would be dope. And that yeah. would make all of this worth it and seem a little bit less childish, you know, but the fact yeah. of the matter is they never fucking play together. They don't. Yeah. And it's like, go, 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 go battle, yeah. go battle, get in that final pairing. And I want to see you guys walking down the first tee together. And I guarantee you, they'll just be a stoic and they'll just be <laughs> like, like just walking down straight faced and like ready for battle. That would be cool. That would be entertaining. People would want to watch that shit. I don't care if it was at the Barbasol, that shit would get, fucking ratings it would no it would. it would i mean even if it was like the match like if the match had them two in it it would have been more entertaining you know just to kind of yeah actually see it unfold but 
I, my advice or just my thoughts on it is like, let's put it to bed for now. Let's get some wins yeah. under our belts and let's do some stuff before we continue just to drag this on. Cause it's just, it is just getting a little old. I think we're going to yeah. see a little bit more of a price and it's quiet now that the, the season's coming to an end and everything. And that after went what down he said. With, yeah. Whatever went down with Cobra and, and, and listen, I don't know the rep at Cobra that, snap back at him. I know he was on the bag for Bryson at, at the rocket mortgage yeah, classic, done. but I'm so proud of that guy for stepping up and saying that because you know, that Cobra, I mean, you had a little rant and I'll let you go on, on your rant again on the, the pod, but out of all OEMs, like Cobra is definitely the smallest and most uh, like they have the most ability to cater to a guy like Bryson, right. Yeah. And to like work with their players and you know they bend over backwards for the guy. Yeah. And they're trying everything they can because listen, they're on as much as Bryson's in the spotlight, they are too. Like it's not like they have a ton of staff staffers, you know, they're hitting Cobra clubs, but they've got some big names that are. They've got Gary Woodland, US Open champion. They've got uh Ricky, obviously one of the most popular guys on tour, multiple uh, winner, and you got Bryson who just won the US Open and he's like the most talked about golfer in golf right now without Tiger Woods playing. It's like everyone's talking about Bryson. And right. so they want to make sure their equipment's working for him and for just their their company and they're working their ass off so for that guy to step up and just like shut him down and Bryson immediately issues a public apology. I was like golf clap. I was like that yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, my take on it first with what, what Bryson said and, and what might've been going through his head is that, you know, he's hitting the ball like shit. And, you know, a lot of us love to blame our equipment on, on poor, poor shots. And he was saying the driver sucks, but I think Bryson knows that he's talking about his specific driver that was made specifically for his swing. Like he's not, you know, thinking, outside of himself enough to realize that, Hey, that might not be good for Cobra because everyone that's watching mm -hmm. you thinks you hit a normal rad speed. You know, that's just de loft a little bit, which isn't the fucking case. He hits yeah. a engineered piece of equipment that is barely USGA conforming. I'm sure that yeah. is not a production driver. So, you know, so what he said, I don't think he meant it in a way to hurt Cobra by any means. But unfortunately, it did because that's how people took it. But yeah, like like you said, I mean, Cobra is fantastic. I've been with Cobra for um, two, three, three years. This is my third mm -hmm. year, and I'll be with them for my fourth year next year. And and I love their equipment. I think it's completely underrated. I gamed some Cobra stuff when I was younger. Loved it. You know, it's it's really solid stuff. They're a great company. They've got great culture. They're very small. They're they're family like, and they're great great people. And the fact that they are a smaller company does mean that they have more time to cater to their athletes. They take very, very good care of them because they value yeah. them very much. And, and that's awesome. And, and I think the relationship between the OEM and our athletes is a lot different than some of these bigger OEMs for sure. So, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, it, it's like, it's like, you know, you're in a, you're in a small school, the teacher's got more time to spend with you versus a big yeah. school where, where you're just a digit. So, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're doing a lot to really try to change the mold of what a golf club can be. Right. Because Bryson is changing the mold of what a golfer can do. And, you know, George Bryan messaged me. I, and I said, I don't think any other OEM would be able to take on the task of 
Bryson and building golf clubs for him. And George Bryan messages me and he's like, Callaway, man, they already make long drive drivers. And I'm like, okay, George, like, sure. But <laughs> that, that, like, okay, so a long drive driver, is that USGA conforming, right? I don't think cranks are USGA conforming, you know? And, yeah. and second of all, long drive drivers are designed to go very, very, very far. But you're also... You're, they're not designed to be accurate. You're looking at the grids that these guys are hitting. They're wide as shit. They're not tight little 30-yard fairways. They're winding and snaking through fescue in yeah. Europe. You know, like that, that's not what they're designed to do. And these guys miss, those long drive guys miss the grid all the time. So Bryson <clears throat> is getting to a point now, I think, where he's going to have to figure out how to develop a little bit more accuracy and stop focusing so much on the speed, right? And unfortunately i don't think the body type that he has actually provides a lot of control and and i think it limits his mobility a little bit and 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 it might make it difficult for him to put the club in certain positions i mean that's, mm -hmm. that's a fact i mean body type does have a huge effect on the golf swing so he needs to do some reevaluating which he's fully capable of doing because look at what he's done so far i'm sure he could change it up again right but yeah. he needs to just work on you know finding the the swing that's going to work better than finding you know a club that's going to work because quite frankly that's that's not there because no one else is doing it right so you know it's it's going to be tough but they're going to have to work together and bryson needs to understand that he's with an oem that is willing to do that with him and yeah and i think he, he you, you and i both know he does understand yeah that. yeah for like sure. he's a young he's a young kid still in the heat of the moment but he just has to understand, like, he just can't say stuff like that. I mean, these these yeah. guys work their asses off for him. But then beyond that, they're paying him millions of dollars on top of it. You know? Yeah, it kind of bummed me out, man. Like, I was like, shit, man. Like, that's, that's like, who I represent as well, you know? And, and it's like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really care. I don't think it affects me too much. But when I have, like, hundreds and hundreds of people messaging me about it and um, sending me video, the video of my commercial, like tagging me in the video of my commercial, you know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, let's even let's bring golf. that up. You yeah. were in like one of the most viral memes that I didn't post because I'm also, you know, uh, a Cobra Puma guy, and yeah. I didn't feel like that was appropriate for me to post that. Although it was hilarious, listen, it was funny. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, and you'd have to think that people from Puma and Cobra were laughing about it too. Like, yeah, as much as they didn't want to. They like, were. I see that. I see that video. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god! Like, dude, whoever made that, like, it was good. I mean, it was, and you. I knew it was coming before I even watched it. I knew it was coming because it was just a normal commercial. And I was like, no, they're not just posting the normal commercial. I knew when Bryson's part <laughs> came up because I knew it was at the end. So I'm, you know, I got a lot of FaceTime again. I should get some internet, some you know, digital media royalties for that or some shit. No doubt, but, dude. No but doubt. um, yeah, you know, he, the whole commercial goes through. It was a great <laughs> commercial. And then right at the end, when Bryson normally would say "beat that," he says "driver sucks." And it from and it was this it was the sound it was the sound bite from his interview and it was just so perfect it was it was too good it was too good it was like it was good but it just it was painful to see because it's so funny how some of the best things take like the smallest amount of effort you know like that oh I know piece of oh so good so good no I know it's the thing is that whoever made that took them probably one second of editing and they're like all right post this up you know and. It went. I think everyone that's like a satire meme page posted it besides me, just because right. I'm like, a, 
I can't do it. But I, I made some funny jokes about it, and I tried to play light on the, on the line, so I wasn't offending Cobra myself. But, wow. So, we'll see. Hopefully, it, can, hopefully, you can come back from that. I've got it pulled up, but um, basically, so I'll, it takes a second for it to get to the end, but Ricky throws me the driver after he says beat that. I hit it. Tish says beat. I say that. Here's Lexi, and here's the buildup. Here we go. Driver sucks. <laughs> Every year. I can't. I can't. It's driver sucks. It's so <laughs> it's even like the way he says it, it just fits so good. I, I love it's it. It's so bad, dude. It's hilarious. But for the record, driver does not suck. I actually played today at Eagle Creek and I was bombing it off the tee, hit a ton of fairways. And uh, yeah, I almost hit every fairway at Aaron Hills the first time I played it uh, a few Yo. months back. So, Come on, Bryson. Driver, driver does not suck. It's just. It's a culmination of a lot of bad things, and, you know. Yeah. It was, you know, what do you expect to happen when you're experimenting? Yeah, what can you say? Well, this will conclude the pod, um, but we're gonna have a couple of really good episodes leading up to the Olympics. We're gonna try to get some of the uh, participants to come in, in addition to Cam Smith, to talk about representing their countries. Uh, we'll talk to hopefully a couple people coming back from the Open and just get their take on playing over at Royal St. George's and their experience. I doubt we're going to get Colin Morikawa on the show, but maybe we can try. Um, we can, but we got a few other people that we're going to ask and, and see what we can do. But we're uh, getting back into the rhythm of these things. Um, share with your friends, your family. And if you haven't rated us or uh, reviewed us on Apple, do so. It helps us um, get up the rankings. But we're going to start having some really good guests on and doing some fun things as this tour season kind of comes to an end. And the Olympics are going on. So big, big plans for the pod. A lot of things coming. Things will be changing. We'll have more episodes out more frequently. It's going to be good. You're going to be, you're going to want to be subscribed. You're going to want to. Dude, you want to hear a weird thing though? Uh, I almost wore that hat tonight. Like I literally had it in my hands before we hit record. I switched hats to this hat. It's a good hat. Oh, you, well, I had that hat in my hands. I was going to wear it. It's the Arnold Palmer. Uh, the Arnold Palmer drink it has the drink the patch. Right there. Yeah, that I had that hat like in my hands and then I put this camo puma hat on. That would have been you know, really odd for the same. I only wear this hat at home because it's hard to match it with anything. I actually did have a very cute outfit on the other day where it did match oh up. And, and it, dude, I was dude, I was feeling myself when I got I actually wore this hat outside for the first time and I was like, Hell yeah, dude. I'm gonna get you, so you, many I know you took a picture, right? <laughs> no. I should have No, there's no photographic evidence. I'll put so. the same fit on. We'll get it we'll get it fired back up. I was saying, hey, you threw me, you threw some shade on me with the pink pants. I need to get this outfit so I can let the listeners see it. It was a little bit more neutral than the uh, well, pink pants, but you know, we'll be back next week. Our boy Ryan is heading out to Oakmont tomorrow. So, oh yeah, uh, guys, I'm going yeah. to Oakmont tomorrow. Pretty go cool. enjoy that. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm playing a uh, Stonebriar tomorrow with Joe. So we'll see how that goes. But it's cool. not Oakmont. So no, I'm excited. I'm, I told Travis, I'm, I'm actually going to, um, try to hit it in the church pews. And if not, we'll just get in there and get a, get a shot for the gram and, uh, we'll blow it up and we'll be back next week. And I'll tell you guys all about it. It's going to be a fucking ride. So, okay. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, it's always good catching up. Good time. At the open. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, rate and review our pod, share it with your friends. Uh, we can use all the support we can get as we grow this thing, but we appreciate all the support you've given us thus far. So we will see you next week.